Hey gang, let's do a special hey gang. This one's called Howard's Howling. And this is from an old cassette tape I have, uh, The Scariest Stories Ever by Roberta Simpson Brown. And this is a story that you'll recognize with some familiar characters. It's a scary story called Howard's Howling. Howard's Howling. The green mist rose from the pond and drifted across the field toward the house. Lee and Marcia Browning didn't oh. see it because they were sleeping after an exhausting day of moving into their new home. Oh, moving. As the green mist floated closer, Howard woke in his place by the bed and looked toward the window. Oh! Though he couldn't hear anything, he knew something was out there. He threw back his little black head and howled such an unearthly howl that it jolted Lee and Marcia awake. Oh, I was sleeping. Now I'm awake because Howard, my little dog, decided to yap. Oh, Howard, what's the problem? They couldn't believe such a sound had come from such a small dog. I can't believe it. The dog is small. The noise is big. They looked out to try to see what had made him carry on so, but saw only the green mist shimmering in the moonlight. They figured Howard was just having trouble adjusting to night sounds in the country after living in a city condo. He liked the condo, but it was noisy. Now he's out in the country. All there is is grass. It doesn't make enough noise to satisfy my little dog, Howard. The adjustment had been easy for Marsha and Lee. This place was just what they'd always dreamed of, secluded and enchanting. There were trees and wildflowers and a pond down in the field. Howard had lots of room to run and explore. That much is true, gang. I did. I enjoyed it. I could run around. I could chase a ball. I could, you know, all the fun stuff I normally do as a, as a little dog. Only one thing had bothered them about the place. The old man who sold them the land told them that it was part of an ancient Indian burial ground. They might, he said, want to look through some documents that had been in his family for generations. No thanks. He gave them a faded black box filled with yellowed papers. No. After glancing at the old maps, they decided there were no graves on the site where they wanted to live, so they built their house and moved in. On the first night, though, Howard had started the eerie howling. It continued every night that week, and they couldn't figure out why. Oh! When they looked out, they saw only the green mist rising from the pond. They noticed that Howard would not go with them when they walked by the pond. They noticed, too, that there were no other animals or birds near the banks. No other animals! The water was dark green and still, but it wasn't stagnant. It seemed to feed from some unknown source. They were so happy to be in their new home that they gave it little thought. Then one night they went to bed and were just drifting off to sleep when they heard a soft plop. Soft plop! Ooh! Soft plop! I hear a... Soft flop! What is that? Soft flop! Against the house. They listened, and they heard another soft plop soft against plop. the window. It sounded like something wet, like a piece of fresh meat being dropped on the counter. 
You know, one time, uh, Jeanette, you know, she used to work at Blockbuster. And I went at the end of her shift and I, 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 produced, I produced something out of my slacks. And I slapped it on the counter. All right, back to our story. Lee started toward the window to look out, but Howard flung himself in front of it, barking so furiously that Lee stopped. Well, uh, Lee woof, saw the little... Woof, woof, woof. Woof, woof, ah, Howard's trying to tell me something. The dog was trembling, so he picked him up and held him until he stopped shaking. By the time... Howard, stop shaking. I've got you in my arms. I'm with you. You don't have to bark. You don't have to shake. Quiet. I said quiet. Quiet, or I'll... I, I'll end my menu. I will end my menu right here. Keep it shut. And Howard was calm, the noise had stopped. Apparently, whatever had been out there was gone. Lee and Marcia went back to bed and heard nothing else that night. When Lee woke in the morning, his first thought was to check outside. Check outside. That was my first thought. I was sleeping, then all of a sudden I was awake, and I was like, check outside. I wasn't like, oh, where am I? Or, oh, I'm in my bed at my house. Or, oh, I'm thirsty. I was just, just, just as soon as I opened my, check, check outside, check outside. He opened the door and started to step out, but something on the doorstep caught his eye. He looked down. There was a circle of feathers on the step. He called Marcia to come see, but neither of them could figure out what it could mean. Howard couldn't have caught a bird. He'd been in the house all night. I mean, uh, Howard couldn't have done this, okay? He was in the house with me, and he's not smart enough. He's just a dog, even if he was human. I don't think he's capable of arranging feathers. All right. And he certainly wouldn't have arranged feathers in a circle. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Well, who's saying it? I'm saying it. She said it, and I... Back to the story. Maybe they're from an Indian headdress, Marcia teased. Maybe we are on an Indian burial ground, after all. The day passed with the mystery unsolved. They tried to dismiss it as some animal just passing through. Perhaps it was like a rogue raccoon who got lost, and he just came through, and then, 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 he, and then he arranged feathers in a circle and, and bolted. And they told themselves it was only a one-time thing. One-time thing, one-time thing, not going to happen again, forget about it, move on. That night, just after Lee and Marcia had gone to bed, the wet plopping sound started again. Wet plop! sat up and listened. It continued in a slow rhythm like a muffled drum. Tom-toms, joked Lee. Tom-toms! Get it? Tom-toms! That's not funny. Tom-toms! Nobody likes that one. Tom-toms! Because it sounds like a drum. It's not a drum, but it sounds like a drum. So I go, so, so, so I go, Tom-toms! All right, back to, the, back to the thing. But neither of them felt much like laughing. Oh, okay. You guys are just out of the mood. It wasn't the material. It wasn't the delivery. It wasn't the, 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 my pajamas. It, you guys are just out of the mood. All right, okay, it's on you. 
Lee got up to cross to the window, but Howard began to howl again. Oh! Lee could tell it was too dark to see outside, but he thought perhaps he should go out and take a look anyway. Hey, uh, it's too dark for me to see anything, but you know what? I'm going to go out and try to see things, all right? I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Dad said it was cool. Again, Howard blocked his way, oh. and Lee was forced to reach down and lift the little dog from the floor. Oh, once there again. There was one more wet plop against the window. Wet plop! And then the noise stopped. Oh. Marcia took Howard and put him in the bathroom. She followed Lee from the bedroom and... She put me in the bathroom, guys. Do you understand? I mean, they want to gloss over that, okay? I'm a full character in the story. Now, whoever this Marcia is, just came... And scoop me up, put me in the bathroom. I'm out of the action. I'm stuck. You know what I mean? What did I do? You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do. I played with the toilet paper roll. I chugged some toilet, and that was it. I went to bed on that little carpet. Time to see him turn on the porch light and open the door. He stood staring down at something. So Marcia crossed and stood behind him looking over his shoulder. There was something on the steps again. There were two bones neatly crossed. Howard couldn't have done that. He'd been inside with them, and besides, the only bones Howard ever touched were milk bones. The only bones Howard... He only likes milk bones. You can't give him other bones. You bring him chicken bone, pterodactyl bone, whatever it is. He only touches the bones made of milk. When morning came, they took a careful look around the house. There were spots on the outer walls and windows where something had hit, and there were traces of something slimy and green. Slimy and green! They were beginning to understand how Howard felt. They, too, were frightened. Lee decided to stay up that night and find out what was going on. I'm All that day... I'm going to stay up. I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to stay away. Day, the green mist hung low over the pond. Lee and Marcia kept Howard inside. They sat at the kitchen table, trying to figure out what it could be. What is it? Damn it! All right, get me, you know what, make me some fettuccine, get me two cans of Coke, a tall, two, uh, two tall glasses of ice, and, uh, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Marcia got out the faded black box with the yellowed papers that the old man had given them and searched through old documents and letters for some clue to explain what was happening. I told you I didn't want that box. I told you to throw out that box. Oh, now we got to go through this old guy's box. As they were about to give up, Marcia found some handwritten papers in the bottom of the box. Someone had copied a legend. As they read it, a gruesome tale unfolded. The story spoke of a boneless evil that had stalked the Indians. Bone. Night after night, this boneless green mass... Boneless green mass! Boneless green mass! I'm singing like the good, the, uh, you know, like I'll put out a soundtrack to this movie. This is a soundtrack, but I'll put, I'll put, I'll make songs based on this. Wouldn't that be great? Back to our story. Boneless evil that had stalked the Indians. Night after night, this boneless green mass would attack the teepees and suck the bones from its victims. 
Finally, the old medicine man had found a way to trap and hold the thing in a hole outside the village. He had the braves fill the hole with bodies of animals and birds they had killed on their hunts. And when the evil thing began to eat, the old medicine man held it with a powerful magic spell. The braves filled in the hole, and as the earth sank down, a natural pond was formed, a watery covering for the grave where the green evil slumbered. Who Who is that? The... She sounds like Andy McDowell, right? I don't know if it's Andy McDowell. I don't know. Maybe it's the author. This um, Helen Simpson Brown. Is that her name? Roberta Simpson Brown. That's either her or Andy McDowell. Can't be nobody else. Here we go. No bird or animal would go near the place of the evil thing's burial. And each night, a warrior... Maybe it's, maybe it's Andy McDowell's like sister or cousin or something stood guard to warn the village in case the spell should be broken and the thing should wake. Sitting there with the sunlight streaming through the kitchen window, Lee and Marcia decided one Linda, of the... Linda, Linda, it wasn't distracting me before, but I gotta say, this narrator has become more than a, a character. I, I want to know about her. I don't care about the crazy make-em-up anymore. The, 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 the curse or whatever. The, I don't even know what's going on with the story. But why does she say win, Winda? She's got to know that's going to pull people out of the story. All right, let's continue. Their friends had heard the legend and was trying to scare them. That night, Lee stayed up to catch whoever was doing it. Oh, I'm going to stay up. I've got a sawed-off baseball bat. I've got a sawed-off billiard cue. I've got a sawed-off, like three-week-old baguette, which I've also stuffed with batteries. I'm, I'm ready for whatever comes through. Lee sat by the front door, and Howard and Marsha went to the bedroom. They were dozing off when the wet plopping sound started again. Wet plop! They got louder, and Howard began to howl. Oh! Marsha heard Lee open the front door and go out. There was a thud and a choked-off cry. I'm trying to cry, but it's being choked off. I've never experienced a supernatural attack like this. My billiard skill is useless. And she heard nothing more except the plopping sounds. What plop? As she started to get out of bed, something struck the window with a force that rattled the panes. She looked up, unable to believe what she was seeing. A huge green blob of something was hurling itself against her window. Blob! It wasn't being thrown. It was clearly throwing itself. <laughs> and it was trying to get to her. Is it she screamed, and she managed to reach the phone and call the police. This is Marsha Browning on Green Pond Road. Please come quick. It's not just a pond. Don't think I'm crazy. I need help. The Indians buried something evil and boneless and green here. There's a, a warrior they left, a warrior to guard it, but he can't stop it. It's trying to get into my house. Oh, please. The young officer who took the oh, call... Please. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. Please don't take my land, Jolene, 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 Jolene. Jesus. 
All right, back to our tale. Plopping and howling in the background as she sobbed out her story. He was trying to make sense out of what she was saying about the pond and the ancient Indian burial ground when he heard the shattering of glass and a fierce cry that froze the blood in his veins. Her voice came pleading through the howling and the sounds of struggle. Please hurry, she begged. He's trying to protect me, but he's just not strong enough. There was a thud, and the line went dead. Sirens shrieked, and blue lights flashed by the pond with the green mist rising. The policeman jumped from the car and raced toward the house. They stopped abruptly when they reached the front door. On the doorstep lay a piece of skin with splintered bones sticking through it. Oh, I think that's me. I got killed, and now I'm just splintered bones. Residue lying on a porch. Step on it. Kick it away. Brush it aside. Spit on it. Ring the doorbell. Go inside. The two entered the house cautiously. In the bedroom, glass from the broken panes lay scattered on the floor. Wet streaks led from the bed to the window. Ooh, wet streaks! Wet streaks! You find them when your friend is dead. Wet streaks! Sorry. The young officer punched his partner and pointed up. Buried in the wall above the bed was a tomahawk. Covered with green slime. Boyo! Slimy Tommy! What she meant, he thought, when she said on the phone, he's trying to protect me. He'd thought it was the dog he'd heard barking in the background, but there was that shout, that, that war cry. He tried to remember all she said. The young officer shook his head. This is stupid, he thought. Stupid! Couldn't have been an Indian here. No. Surely there couldn't have been a warrior there, an Indian trying to warn them that this burial ground was not a place where his people were buried. It was... I'm with you. Surely that wasn't... That didn't happen. You whack job. Write a real story. All right. So, sorry, sorry. No, I, I appreciate it. Roberta Simpson Brown, this is a good tale. Slimy tomahawks, slime, dogs. The place where they buried the boneless green evil thing. There couldn't have been a warrior trying to tell them with his feathers and bones that the nameless evil had broken the spell and that it had risen from its murky grave. No ghostly brave could have tried to kill a slimy thing with a tomahawk. Right. Could he? No. The police found no trace of Lee or Marcia or the little black dog. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm... What happened to Howie? The Howie, the, the little doggy. He got it, too. Boo. They closed the house, and it still stands empty. But sometimes at night, a lonely sound breaks the silence in that field by the pond. Some say it's a spirit dog calling its master. Oh. But some know that the green mist is rising hungrily, and Howard is howling again. Oh, Howard's howling, Howard's howling out by the lake. Lee tried to fight the beast, but it took him out. 
It ripped out his entrails and snapped them in half. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. That was Howard's Howling. We did a little bit of different of a hay gang today. But um, I enjoyed it very much. Do you still want to do a countdown? Well, all right. Let's go into the Hall of Music and do a countdown. Coming in at number five. Millions in the grave and watch in the bank. Millions in the bank and the hundreds in the state. Ain't nothing to a G, baby. For a sitting low, climb out the V, baby. Huh? Ain't nothing to a G, baby. For a sitting low, climb out the V, baby. Dun, 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 dun. What song is that? I heard that yesterday. I was like, well, I can't believe they sampled that. I don't know. It's French Montana. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Saturday in the fall. That's Chicago. All right, coming in at number four. Oh, this character. One more time I go. Oh my God, you can't turn on the radio without hearing that on seven different stations at once. I've been making complaints like that for decades, literally. But this guy has just, this guy may be the worst yet. It's not his fault. But some, make somebody else make a record? Can Jay-Z and Kanye just make records every day? Just, just so we can get a little company for Drake on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on these radio stations? I mean, now that's not Song of Summer, but it's probably the song you heard most all summer. Maybe it is. I don't even know what that's called. I don't know what it's about. It just sounds like, it just sounds like a guy in a hotel lounge singing about uh, the smoothie specials. I, I don't know what it is. Anyway, my, my head's in that scary story. I'm still rattled. Let's go. Coming in at number three. Music is pussified today. I mean, I mean, I don't know what we're supposed to do with that one. Hey, um, I guess I'll fill you in a little bit. Um, I, you know, I, I bought cassettes over the years. I got tons of cassettes. I got tons of vinyl. I'm not trying to be cool hipster guy. I, I don't sit around and brag about my collection. I just got boxes full of this stuff because I think it's funny to listen to. So, um. I pulled out my cassette tapes, and um, I found that I had that one, Howard's Howling. And I tried to play it on cassette, but the tape kept getting garbled and eaten. You know what I mean? Like, if you try to pause, like, if, like I, I was stopping and starting the story. So when you do that on cassette, it's just like it garbles the tape a little bit. So I had to join Audible, and I... And I um, I used that. I had some kind of free credit. So, yeah, Howard, we were so fascinated by that. We wanted to hear about the techs and specs. Really? Um, okay. Um, what was your Wi-Fi settings on when you did that? Anyway, I hope I don't get sued by Helen Simpson Brown. I think, or Roberta Simpson Brown. I enjoy doing that. And I think it's like a... You know, it's like when a rapper does your, like Chicago's going to make money off of that French Montana song. 
It introduces the song to a new generation. Maybe Chicago's not happy about being on that song, but they'll get some fans out of it. Same for you, Roberta Simpson Brown. You think anyone's gonna, you think that cassette was about to get hot without me putting it on Hey Gang? Coming in at number two. Jesus. That's Florida Georgia Line. They put out their own peach whiskey. I think that's what they've been concentrating on lately. I don't think they're putting the same uh, effort into these tunes. Or maybe I just can't stand it because it's a ballad. Who knows, gang? All right, coming in at number one. Whatever, J. Cole. There he is, number one. Hey, gang, thank you so much for listening to Howard's Howling. We'll see you next week on a chart. Hey, gang. Hey, gang.